Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S-Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge-watched this. Anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly <laughs> truly appalling. Guests helped me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think Do you think one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-Pod thing from Great Big Owl. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello there. Well, now, here we are again at the very arse end of a year when, no matter what, the very arse end of television continued its virulent spread at seven o'clock on a weekday evening, its presenters sitting at the very arse end of those green sofas, keeping each other safe, yet with seemingly zero thought for the mental health of those of us who have to watch it. Our eyes pinned open like Alex, not Alex Jones, but Alex in the Christmas film A Clockwork Satsuma, and eyes not pinned open with clips, but with tedious films about Santa Claus on Zoom. So let's vidi well, friends, into another one-show show Christmas special, a yuletide deep dive, if you will, into TV's shallowest programme, as we take the giblets from the one-show and throw them in the bin. I am John Holmes, and though this year we've been away from your pod box for quite a while, some might say deliberately, in order to miss the fucking children in need rickshaw, we are back, casting our eyes into the hot, festive, televisual mess and necking eggnog with attitude. Underneath the one-show's tree this week, then, some people sit in the rain in Leeds, a drumming weatherman in Welsh Bethlehem diddles a sheep and David fucking Walliams ruins Christmas. Joining me to unwrap those gifts that The One Show is offering in the run-up to Christmas are regular The The One Show shower Mark Haynes and Glory Shone Around. It's the writer, author, actress, Lego person, winner of Celebrity Masterchef and sufferer of precisely no falls into um, the Christmas tree, Mendes, Emma oh, Kennedy. Hello to you, John Holmes. Oh, on one level, it's delightful to see you. Yes. On the other level, I, yes. I want you to know mm. that prior to you asking me to do this, I'd only seen the one show once. Yeah. And now I've seen it two more times. <laughs> and... I don't know if I'm ever going to be a... I, I don't know if there's enough bleach in the world yeah. to deal with what has happened between my ears. <laughs> What's interesting about... Because we've been off... We've had to do this for some years now, Mark. Yes. Mm. Right, and we've been off for a bit. When you say have to... Well, 
I mean, it gives someone you something has to, to someone hold has them to, to do account. It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is nobody wanted to have to go through the rigmarole of prosecuting okay. the Nazis, but it okay. was important that it was done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It has the public have to know what went on essentially, okay. and it's our job to do it. And it, it's nice to come. It's all reassuring that we came back to watch these two Christmas episodes. Yes. And nothing has changed, Emma. It's always been well, this bad. Really? Because yes. because I, I just want to immediately draw your attention to something that was so glaring. To, well, there were two things. Number one, mm. and, and, and I'm hoping that, that you'll be able to educate me on this as to whether or not this is something that is normal. The, the answer the is normally yes. But there were, two, <laughs> there were two things. Number one, they seemed to open up. I mean, obviously, it's like the end of term show, yes? The yeah. Christmas show. Yeah. And you might like to think that there'd be fun, there'd be dress up, whatever. That it, it, it opens with two presenters pulling a cracker on what looked like a pair of old tights. <laughs> Hello and welcome to your final one show of the year with Ronan Keating. And Alex Jones! Hey! And do we have a Christmas feast for you? Oh, are we doing starters? Always room for starters. Okay. And then number two, <laughs> yeah. that sequence with the people sitting in the rain mm. celebrating Christmas was, I genuinely think, yeah. the most miserable thing I've ever seen on British television. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! I didn't know it rained in Lapland. Not least because somebody had put up a Christmas tree and there was only one decoration on that Christmas tree and it was a marigold glove. Did you I see did, that? Uh, yes. I missed the tree. That, that actual little video, it looked like something that Chris Tarrant would talk about in, in the 80s. And it would be over yes. in Bratislava. Yes. Villagers get together in the rain and exchange <laughs> basic pleasantries. So uh, what's happening this Christmas for you lot? Ours starts on Christmas Eve. So we always get the kids some new pyjamas. And they always sing us some Christmas songs like Jingle Bells. And we record it and stuff. So it's nice because every year they've got bigger and bigger and bigger. And they're still doing it. It was absolutely one of the worst things they've actually ever it done. Did, did you it was shockingly bad, wasn't it? It was the mm. it was so it was in Leeds. It was the first thing that hit you before that we got to the marigold, which presumably was keeping a decoration dry beneath it. I don't know. Was just the noise of the incessant noise of the rain. The- Some people who haven't seen their loved ones for months, and this is an opportunity for people for five days to, to me I think it's a question of common sense oh. I mean they were also... sitting in the rain but you know that the one show a, a camera the crew had gone there to film this family and another family another all sitting in a line in a, and they're just going look it's raining outside we can't go and sit outside we're here for one day fucking get your an- anorak on and get outside <laughs> on your they, foldable camping chair they kept showing loving shots of rain falling on the tarmac <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, like, like so that was a choice. That yeah. that wasn't like, oh, you know, we need to fill this with with some nonsense. But there, there were two directorial choices that I noted. <laughs> One was to put the marigold in sort of in quite prominence <laughs> in the front of shot with people behind it, as if that was some sort of golden angel of Christmas. Yeah. And then, and then the constant sort of, oh, look at the rain falling yeah. on the grey, grey. Grey, grey pavement and the, theory... and the dark, dark tarmac. 
<laughs> my theory is that they had to do that because of the incessant noise. Otherwise, you'd assume someone was frying bacon just slightly out of shot. We've always gone mad at Christmas and we've always decorated the house a lot and stuff. And they had to just say, look, no, it is right. But then we got a shot of a man sitting beneath a giant umbrella trying to talk to his neighbours and shout to them over the noise of a cascade of water pouring in front of him like a curtain. <laughs> Like a liquid curtain. I'm just thinking back to that first time that we all came out and clapped on the street for the NHS. Um, and as well as the symbolism, it, it was a really emotional, really emotional thing for me. And yeah, I think that's going to stick with me that, that time. It, it, and in the corner, it's so misty, the cameras are steaming up. I mean, it's... It just, it just felt like the most 2020 Brexit Christmas <laughs> celebration Didn't you it? have ever seen. It, yeah. it was sort of like seeing the next five Christmases that we're now going to have to endure because yeah, of Brexit. That was, that, my absolute favourite bit is when one of them finally said... Look, it's absolutely tipping it down. Uh, I think I'm going to go inside. And there was not a beat missed where everyone just got up and left. Okay, so it's, it's getting a little bit cold and it's rather wet, so I'm going to say goodbye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Have a great Christmas, everyone. <laughs> there, there was a woman who was being very brave and wasn't even under an umbrella and was holding yeah. a cup of tea. And all I kept <laughs> thinking while I was watching that was was, was somebody told, some mountain so someone who's been up Everest, yeah, and I can't yeah. remember who it was, said that, that rainwater, as soon as it hits hits the ground or hits anything on Earth, that's it. It's it's poison. <laughs> and I just kept thinking, that, that woman's tea is, is being filled with rainwater. Doing yeah. that recording for three hours and just wondering why your level of your tea hasn't gone down. <laughs> just continually <laughs> refilling. Yet, yet the temperature is dropping all the time. Do you think any of them came away with that and developed a Victorian illness within 24 hours? Oh, yeah. completely. I felt sorry for young Emma, who was sitting next to her mum, dressed as an elf. And but at least they'd said, shown willing. Well, they had, hadn't they? And bless her, she said, oh, I haven't really, I haven't seen my boyfriend. Well, I can't see my family because um, it was this Christmas. At the moment, my boyfriend, I can't see him. And then at the end of it, I don't know whether you saw the shot of her when they cut back to her, and her mum was just talking about Christmas. And she, poor Emma, she was just staring at the ground, looking the most miserable <laughs> I've seen anybody look, ever. There is a sort of like an editorial decision that when that tape came back and they went through the rushes... That nobody actually said, we we just can't put this out. I mean, it's think of the year that we've had. We can't have these people sadly sitting in the rain in Leeds. It's just it's just not right. We need to do something a bit bigger, a bit more fun. But no, just put it out. And it's, it out. it's like don't don't tell me that a producer of the one show, given the the incredible ratings it's got, hasn't got the funds to book a village hall. Yeah. To put yeah. these people into, no, even to lay on, even to lay on a light buffet of sandwiches. <laughs> that, I mean, there was absolutely you can't, Emma, you can't, the crew zero. Near them. The crew were COVID safe somewhere else, dry probably, in a van, pointing their cameras out the window at these poor saps who they'd forced to sit in there. I got the impression, though, that it was one of a series of depressing films they've shot in Leeds over the summer or something. We, we have seen one other one when lockdown had first started. I think it yes. was all about meeting your neighbours. I mean, it was fine in the sun. In the sun, it seemed like quite a nice thing. It was in the early days of lockdown, mm. so it didn't seem depressing. It mm. seemed new and novel and, oh, uh, we're all going to become friends. Yes, uplifting. Yeah. We're, we're all going to finally, you know, get to know our own community. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing no, and, wrong with that. And look what's happened. 
happened in those six months? They've gone from sun <laughs> sitting out there going, well, it's really nice to have met you, to sitting in the drizzle going, I really just want to go inside. And everyone going, yes, please. Does anybody remember when we first did this? And it was the sun was so warm and we were getting sunburned. <laughs> and look at it now. We never thought we'd be here in the winter, did we? We've had like five months off from watching the one show. And there was a couple of things that really sort of struck me watching it again. One is that, you know, it's a sort of relief not to see it. It's a, it is a relief. Going back to it, you suddenly realise that everything about The One Show, it doesn't really exist in wider culture. I have seen nothing about The One Show. I've seen none of the people who are on it. And suddenly you're back and it's a constant diet of David Walliams. And, yeah. you know, there's Alex Jones talking about being a hero because she's done her job. It's such a weird thing that just exists within its own bubble. And coming back to it was, you know, and, and, and funnily enough, I mean, watching these two shows after the announcement on Saturday of Tier 4 as well, yes, where you just looked at it and you just went, Oh, you people from the past with your <laughs> with your silly, naive views about what the future would hold. Yeah. And of course, these two shows, they were just promoting Christmas the entire time. So watching it back after the announcement of Tier 4 and Christmas being cancelled, it just seemed like it was from 1840. Yeah. We just went... Look at the past, people. We know it's going to be a different kind of Christmas for everyone this year, but if you're in the mood for some festive fun, you've come to the right place. Oh, yes, you have. The monologue from Ronan about Alex being a hero. Yeah. Mm. It, that was quite something, wasn't it, given what, as you, as you rightly say, when she's probably enormously very, very well paid and she has just turned up and done her job for money. Well, from everybody who sat in my seat, we'd like to say a very special thank you to this woman, Alex Jones. Oh. She has seen us through... Amazing. Always here, every night, 7pm, smiling through everything. Alex, you've been amazing. Thank you from all of us. Imagine that, though. You've got to... In my eyes, you know, we live with the one show occasionally. She lives with that all of the time. And I don't think they could ever pay her enough. I, <laughs> I think she is a hero, yeah, Emma Kennedy. Good, 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 I think good point. She, well she, made. She takes it for well us made. all. She does yeah. that for us all. Although I did, en- I did enjoy her calling David Walliams's book about the gorilla that uh, that does something unspeakable to Winston Churchill was history. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's called Codename Bananas. Brilliant title. Thank you. <laughs> Love the title. <laughs> Thank you. And it's uh, basically an adventure story set in World War Two about a little boy who has to rescue a gorilla from London Zoo because it's during the Blitz, so bombs are raining down. They go on the run to Bognor Regis where they uncover a deadly Nazi plot to kill Winston Churchill. But, you know, that's nice, a bit of comedy and a bit of history. Yeah, I think so, mix, yes. I mean, it's not it? accurate history. I no, mean, no. none of that actually happened. <laughs> but, um... David Williams's Nazi gorilla book. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. how I've begun to refer yeah, to it. Yeah, because we, we all remember that, don't we, from our O-levels. I <laughs> mean, I, I, I've I mentioned on here before and elsewhere that I, I have the tiniest of issues with David Williams. So when I learned he was going to be on the episodes we were watching, I, my heart sort of sank and flew at the same time. Do you know what I mean? It was a sort of <laughs> roller coaster of... Walliams hate uh, and, and then he started do you notice how many times he said when I was writing my book in the space of you know just a few paragraphs so it was a lot of fun writing it no 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 the more you I don't care how much you say it Walliams but we all know that you don't it's so. like one of those press conferences where if they continually go on about how they haven't murdered their partner yeah. they're inevitably <laughs> guilty and so you could have the flip side of going I, I did write this book I really really did write this book I wrote yeah. this book do you know what it's about I, David yeah it's about a Nazi gorilla it probably is yeah it? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to bring up the the picture of it? Yes, and it's called uh, Operation Bananas. <laughs> so um, that's the book I've written. Uh, you can see it stars a gorilla, and what's that behind? Uh, a boy or a girl? One of. The- <laughs> I think though my my absolute favourite moment of this episode was watching Ronan Keating uh, pressing down on that tiny little piano board that didn't work oh just my just miming that he was playing the piano and i know i'm putting you on the spot but the, and it's live tennis what, you what, can't what, really what, say no what? but could you do something festive for us oh. you two we've got to keep only if we had a piano I if only we had a piano what oh my is this what it's come to <laughs> <laughs> it is do you mind yeah. i don't mind a row of you come on he, he's sorted he's sorted yeah here we go i've got one what here do we, we do go. Remember Billy and El- uh, Billy Joel and Elton John? Here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Two pianos, one doesn't work. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It was just amazing. And you could see in his eyes that he was dying inside and just thinking, hang on, do I go for it? Do I, do I actually pretend that I'm playing this? And then he just decides. And it's, but you can see it in his face. He, well, the moment when he decides he is going to pretend he is playing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it is amazing. It is worth watching. I mean, this is a... A Gary Barlow, Ronan Keating sing-off, where they are, and I'm sure you know, I'm sure they're musical mates, but you know there was some rivalry back in the Do day. Do we think wasn't they it? hate each other? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And I, I love the way that the, there was such a diss for Keating uh, at the beginning when Gary Barlow. He said, oh, "I've got your Christmas card, Gary." Uh, and, and he went, it's got your picture on it, that's nice. And Gary Barlow had no idea what no. he was talking about. No. Gar, I got your Christmas card in the post the other day. Beautiful photo of you. Great. I thought that was a lovely Front idea. Front centre. Yeah, it's yeah. right in the middle. Yeah. And, and did you sign that yourself? No. No? Okay. No. Signed lovely. it once. Yeah? Yeah. And that's then enough. After, that was a yeah. nice touch. Yeah. See, I could tell, though, there was a look in your eyes that said, I don't know what card he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> but- did you sign it yourself? And Gary Barlow went... No, because clearly what it is is a corporate uh, record company Christmas card that just goes yes. out to the. I, I, I shall. I shall tell you a story. I won't ne- mention the name, but oh, I God. do know of a very famous director, uh, writer, director who is obsessed uh, with Kate Moss. Absolutely obsessed with with Kate, loves Kate Moss, and is always absolutely thrilled to bits. And runs and and tells his his wife that Kate Moss has yet again remembered his birthday and <laughs> and has remembered to send him a card at Christmas. And uh, Kate Kate Moss hasn't got the first clue about any of this because his wife's assistant has an arrangement with Kate Moss's assistant in order to do it every year as if it's come from Kate Moss. And it's got nothing to do with Kate Moss. Wonderful. It's exactly the same scenario. Exactly the same with Barlow. <laughs> Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm Justin. And I'm Lucy. And together we are the hosts of Plenty Questions. It's a very straightforward general knowledge quiz. We ask you 20 questions, one after the other, five second gap in between, and you shout the answers out. And then you tweet us to let us know how you've got on. See if you can get 20 out of 20. No one has so far, but that's because we haven't started doing it yet. Mm, but we will. Uh, and there's also going to be some fiendish brain teasers, so join us for Plenty, Plenty Questions. Questions. Ronan Keating did mention that Gary Barlow's Christmas card has a very Christmassy image of the, on the front of it, which is a photo of Gary Barlow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine if you just yeah. started having your Christmas cards with just your headshot. Yeah, that's the dream. Just send them out. Absolutely the mad. The but dream. the idea that they were that Gary Barlow was on here because he started something in lockdown where he was singing with people. Now he's got an entire album full of orchestras and guest singers, not one of which wasn't Ronan Keating, which was mm. another visible moment mm. of awkwardness. Mm. Brilliant duets. James Corden, Beverly Nice, Barry Manilow. I mean, some of your closest friends on there. Big, big, big songs. Yeah, it's, it was kind of this record, really, that inspired the Crooner Sessions because it was a bit of a call-out to mates, this record. Ah, right, Barry yeah. I've always wanted to work with, Michael Bublé I've wanted to record with. We've done TV shows in the past. So it was a bit of a call-out to mates. I really enjoyed it. So you it. didn't make the cut for the album, though? <coughs> well, well, get that call. don't, don't. Anyway, it, I think the line went crackling. <laughs> yeah. When, when yeah, I, was, I changed phone when numbers. I, I, I put it down to yeah, that. Yeah. 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 And he's on there, of course, to sing a song. But he couldn't be asked to write a Christmas song, he said. So he just took one of the songs, ironically titled Incredible, uh, from his new album and just put some Christmas words to it and then sang it at the end, not on the piazza where they normally sing, but in some sort of studio that they must have set up especially for Yeah, the, the song Incredible has been retitled Incredible Christmas. Yeah. He even sort of said, if I'd have known it was going to really come out, I'd have spent a bit more time on it. It's called Incredible. Well, it came out, what, three, four weeks ago as yeah. Incredible. You've done a version, uh, especially for this week. Yeah, uh, so... So basically, as it was coming to September, yeah. um, I didn't have anything Christmassy on the record, and I was looking, thinking, mm. Christmas could be really important this year. I'm going to do a spin on the lyric. So I, I made Incredible into Incredible Christmas. Brilliant, and genius. I, I, if I'd have known it was going to get this much attention, I'd have probably spent a bit longer writing the lyrics. But anyway, we got there <laughs> and we've put it out. I mean, the lyrics here were astonishing. So some say Christmas, they can't get enough. It's fun before it dissolves into thin air. Quite, quite a prescient <laughs> lyric. Some might say it's only a day, and some might say, can we do it again? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can. We can make it an annual tradition, Gary. That's, just a that's word, this is a fine. word salad, isn't it, of a yeah, song? Yeah. It yeah. really was. Some say Christmas time is magical. Some say Christmas they can't get enough time to give and time to share. I've found before it dissolves into thin air. 
Some might say it's only a day And then some might say can we do it again I say if you're feeling the same Take the beggar's arms and empty it into your face When your reputation's only fabulous That's what Christmas time is supposed to be You and me, cause it's incredible and it ends with him saying, that's what Christmas is supposed to be, you and me. Well, you got your fucking wish this year, Barlow, haven't you? That's, that's as many as you can have in a room. Christmas Jesus time, Christ. so don't be alone. <laughs> I'll meet you under the mistletoe and tongue COVID into your mouth. <laughs> I mean, I, I know it's a lazy thing to do to sort of go, he is boring. But when he was talking, I could feel myself mummifying yeah, do you know what? It was one of those times where it was very scary and quite uncertain. And I, I do know that I was given a tiny bit of musical talent. Other than that, I'm completely useless to this world. Um, and so at we this time... We don't think that's true, no. by the way. It, it actually is, I'm afraid. But at that time, I think, well, what can I do in the middle of all this? And, of course, you go back then to your roots of, you know, when I think about why I do what I do, you want to make people happy. You want to see people dance and smile and sing. Yeah. Um, so so it kind of went all the way back to when I was 11, when I started, I just got on there and sang. And um... He was talking about music like a sort of butcher would talk about sausages, that he's just right, well, this one's got leek and that one's got mustard. They're both very nice. You know, which should I go for? Well, it depends what you prefer. But as I say, that one's mustard and this one's got leek. It's so boring. It's almost like it's a gimmick for him. And he looks like he's sort of quite quietly pleased about the way he's coming on and dragging everything down. But yeah. isn't a really odd, it, cat-sag it, sort of feel about him. But isn't it because it, it, I get the feeling that the one show, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think it's modus operandi is that it aims to be the least dangerous thing on television. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's Very sort much. of it, isn't it? And, yeah. and that's what Gary Barlow is. He's sort of the, the least dangerous human being on earth yeah it's um, fun yeah. sometimes when they do stray the odd guest will will stray over that safest possible television line but really not very far before you can you can almost hear the director screaming for the presenters to haul it back into the cozy bosom of seven o'clock magazine show it's, i was intrigued by something gary said mm-hmm. and obviously uh, both of you as connoisseurs will be able to confirm or deny this but I was intrigued when he said, when I was on Before I Fainted. Yes. yes. So brilliant to see you. Oh, and to have you in the always studio. a pleasure. Really nice. Last time I was on here, I fainted. So I, at least I've... Don't st- do that. OK. Please. please We're not at the end that. yet. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that was on a strange air? bit that came out of nowhere. Yeah. I, I too thought, when was that? And why aren't you showing that clip right now? Well, well, they did, they either didn't show the clip or they didn't even explain the story. So oh. he just said it and it sounded like it was something that was, yes, you know, exactly, we, we, well, we, we, exactly we can't go into that very serious moment. Last time I was on, I fainted. Last time I was on, I fainted. Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes think the one show does think of itself as being like a TV drama. And they sort of go, everyone has seen all the episodes up to this point. So that's a little back ref, but it's just for the real fans. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just, just out of interest, what is the worst thing that has ever happened on, on the one show? The, the most shocking thing that you two have ever witnessed? Paddy McGuinness broke the table that had been there from the very start. And that is a thing that they have shown again and again and again as being a real highlight that a, a table was broken. I think um, during... Uh, well, hey, did he break it in half? 
no, a bit of it came off, and then Snowing I think he pulled another bit off. Yeah. The yeah. worst and thing that was it was like rock and roll. It was like the Sex Pistols. How come did back he do it? Life. Did did he kick it? No, it was an accident. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not much of a story. It's the type of story you could tell on the okay, one show. Okay, so the greatest thing that ever happened on the one show yeah. was that Paddy McGuinness accidentally <laughs> broke a little bit off of, of of a perspex table. Well, the problem is, yeah. the moment okay. you watched it, you you okay. it literally disappears from your mind. So you can't. It's hard to say. I can tell you the worst thing that's happened on the one show during our tenure, and that's yes. Matt Baker, but he's mm. not in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, just I, I, Matt I mean, Baker. Just, just Matt Baker. Is that it? Just, just, Matt, just Matt Baker. Baker. And, he's, okay. and he's Rickshaw from Children <laughs> in Need. Alex, you see, I think, you know, we got, we got a bit of... I've certainly got a bit of Stockholm Syndrome, and I actually find her sort of refreshingly... She's been doing it for a long time, and it still is... She's, she's bored with it, clearly. Clearly bored. And it's all very sort of glib, and she doesn't really care how it goes anymore. But she opened up the first show that I've seen in five months. Her opening line was... Uh, we are filled to the brim with Christmas cheer and glad tidyings. Because tonight we are filled to the brim, everybody, with Christmas mm-hmm. cheer and glad tidyings. Glad tidyings. Glad tidyings, and, yes, I know. And nobody, that. nobody steps in and goes, you, you, when you've got basically amazing. one of the words wrong, or you sort of go, I mean tidings, of course. She's just like, ah, whatever. Could not give a shit. I, I will give a shout a shout out to mm. the set designers this year because in in the past the one show Christmas set it's just it's been it's been all right it's been okay but because they're having to use a lot of wide shots now because of social distancing they had to do more to the studio and I thought it was all right I was quite impressed with it I was I liked the animated window sequence with snow falling behind it behind Gary Barlow I didn't mind that yeah that wasn't I think bad the Christmas trees were all right the Christmas trees though were sort of salt and pepper grey and when Rich Richard Curtis was on and David Walliams was on. They, it, they sort of, well, certainly Walliams's beard that uh, I believe someone else grew for him um, <laughs> was exactly the same colour as the as the it blended into yeah, the Christmas and Barrowman and Barrowman with his his, Barrowman, his badger. Yeah. It's, it's so funny how you can see this year no one has been able to keep having their expensive hair dye treatments. <laughs> Everyone's just like everyone. Everyone in Britain has white hair. It's a thing that we didn't know until <laughs> yeah. this year. Um, I, I, look, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it did look good. It looked like a proper TV show. But that seems to have come at the expense of actually having any content at all. These shows were the the weakest shows, I think, the other you know, one show has ever done. They were so poor. There was so much reliance on getting people to record Zooms to just then be put on television yes and we've had loads of christmas messages from you to friends and family you'll be missing this year garrett would you like to kick it off sure uh this is from andrea on twitter i haven't seen my parents betty and brian since january and i love and miss them both so much merry christmas mum and dad oh david so this is from Faye on facebook my daughter amy and her fiance ross should have been getting married in august but of course it's been delayed until next year they both work at a primary school so to stay safe we won't be seeing them but we love them both very much so merry christmas to amy and ross thank you uh, the page family have said please give a shout out to our 87 year old nanny sheila in kingston she watches the one show every night and we love her so much there's just loads of these. There's, there's so there? many, we um, won't be able to get we'll through do, them. James from Eastbourne would like to say happy Christmas to Granny and Grandad. We'll be FaceTiming you on Christmas Day, like oh, I'm sure loads of people. We'll be Christmas in on Zoom yes, this we year, will. won't we? we will. Yeah. There's an odd thing about, if you have access to a Zoom, you don't need the medium of the one show 
to speak to your mum and dad you can speak to your mum and dad on zoom and this whole thing about yeah. sending messages in so they can be played out where it's just people going um, i just want to say to michael and susan uh, we miss you we love you <laughs> that is not television content that, that that's basically facebook it doesn't have any place on television and there was so much of this throughout both these shows where they, they would stop, they'd sort of go, here's John Barrowman, here's Richard Curtis, but before we speak to them, time to spend a bit of time with non-TV trained people. Now, we are thrilled to bits that yes. we've got such a stellar lineup Amazing. of guests, but we happen to know that the people at home are as thrilled, especially you, Tim, from Ludlow. I've never missed an episode of Doctor Who at Christmas. It's part of my family's tradition and we watch it together every year. Hearing that John Barrowman's going to be in the New Year's special is brilliant news and I can't wait to see it. Yeah. And they'd cut to Tim from Ludlow, uh, a trainee murderer, who would say, I <laughs> um, uh, uh, just wanted to say I've watched every Doctor Who. How do you come up with the script? P.S. He said, he said P.S. P.S. Jodie Whittaker, you're doing an amazing job. P.S. Jodie Whittaker, you're doing an amazing job. There you are, look at that. Oh, we can all rest easy in our beds now. Now that patriarchal Tim from Ludlow has given his opinion on Jodie Whittaker's performances, they cut to Victoria from Kettering. Our next viewer is particularly excited about Call the Midwife. Aren't you Victoria from Kettering? <laughs> Hi, Helen George. On Christmas Day, I'll be watching Call the Midwife. I've been a fan since the very first episode, and it is the highlight of my Christmas viewing. And then they went to Callie who watches Love Actually, not just at Christmas. She watches it to cheer herself up all through the year. <laughs> but now we're going to hear from a one-show viewer after my own heart. Hello, Canny from Nottingham. Love Actually is a brilliant feel-good movie. I watch it weekly at Christmas. I've been watching it throughout the year to keep my spirits up. What are these people doing on primetime BBC One? I can't think of anything that would have the opposite effect on me than watching Love Actually. Uh, ever at all. One of the worst films ever to grace cinema. <laughs> she's she, she's trying to use it but, to cheer herself up. I don't think she realised it's probably the source of her sadness. <laughs> 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 Why is it when you put normal people on TV, they never seem normal? That, that whole thing about, you know, the camera adds £10 or whatever. The camera also makes normal people look and sound absolutely demented. Richard Curtis, thank you so much for cheering us up. There was a tremendous handbrake turn. Uh, one of the features, Emma, of the of, of the one yes. has always been the come out of one sequence yes. that's a bit light-hearted and then s- crunch through the gears and get into to, something uh, desperate. We exactly. We thought, you know, mm. over the time we've been doing this, we've seen it, mm. but it, it dropped off a little bit. Um, and we do know that the one show people listen to this podcast. There was a fantastic Ronan Keating. Uh, moment, uh, yeah. well, Oh, the one I was thinking was the, the, the shift in, into the animation that had been done by the, the, the man whose wife had died. And I thought, yes. oh, blimey, this is, this is what? what's mm. going on here? I don't really understand. This, this is yeah, miserable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, many of you may remember a while back we featured a really beautiful film made for us by former Disney animator Gary Andrews. In that film, he shared the story of raising his children alone following the death of his wife. Well, we've asked him to put pencil to paper again. What he's come up with is just the most 
beautiful, magical piece of work. But then the guy's animation had nothing to do with sort of being grief-stricken and, and awful. No, he, we, we've actually had that about six months ago. They played out the animation he'd made after he'd lost his wife. And it was a beautiful little animation just about grief and about how he dealt with his family. Yes. But again, the one show, assume that you've watched the whole series and that you remember that from, from one episode six months ago. So they'll just they'll just say, you'll remember the video, so we're going to play one here. But as, as you've said... But also, this is, we're also talking about the, give BBC, you any the BBC here. And at the end of the, the latest one, which was, which was the same animator's version of what's been happening over 2020. You know, and it was pretty bloody good, actually. You know, it was an amazing bit yeah. of animation. He did it, you know, it was a, there's one thing to watch, it's that. And then they said, well, that's, that's yeah. wonderful. It, you know, it's wonderful to watch. It will be available. I'll put it out on my social media, says Alex. If you want to see that again, it'll be on the iPlayer and I'll definitely be putting yep. it on my socials as, as will well. I. Yeah. So will I, says Ronan. He goes, it's the BBC. That should be on BBC One on Christmas Day, not just on Alex yeah, Jones's completely. Twitter. You know, it's, it's the only bit of content that was worthy that they had. Yeah, and he has got an unusual niche, which is you have to go for him every time you want bleak, sad animation. I mean, yeah. I, bet, yeah. I bet he's like, can you someone commission me to do a thing about a mouse trying to hide a piece of cheese please and everyone's like no you know we want you to do a quick bit about Darfur yeah oh here we go could you do an animation about the supply chains uh, from Dover uh, being cut off Uh, so so that so that some children in southeast London haven't got any sprouts this year can we have a quick animation please I mean I did have one about a donkey who's got a big tooth uh, and it helps him no 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 no. have you got one on those um, on on those people from Vietnam who died in that container yeah, you got one on that yeah, yeah you're fine can, can we, we, sorry can we have a quick animation on the vaccine has stopped working what would happen if you were injected with the vaccine and it just made your insides melt if you could if you could do that that would be amazing yeah, can we just oh. have a quick animation on Donald Trump actually injecting bleach thank you I, I would put that on my social media in fairness yeah. to be fair <laughs> well that dear listener brings us clattering to the end of part one part two of what i think we can all agree is the christmas highlight of what has been a year of piss will be brought to you tomorrow by we three unwise persons who have traveled as far as zoom to bring you this gift of podcasting gold frankincense and as far as the one show is concerned meh see you tomorrow Just one day when we can have it all Ain't it sweet how incredible Christmas time can be It's incredible Oh, it's unbreakable It's unbelievable Don't you know it's Christmas time So don't be alone I'll meet you under the mistletoe GreatBigOwl.com Oh, hello you. My name's Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives. So they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, it's Dave, were you yawning the at the start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Ruler Threes, your Brian and Rogers, your Musicals, your Bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting, because let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bell. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. 
Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.